You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. Work for you. Ooh. 
You have. Just tell the person next to you who your favorite was. I mean, everybody is our favorite one. Okay. Today, you know, today, today, I really enjoyed, I really, wow. enjoyed the film stars I just thought I'd throw that out there and you know um, the guy from the film stars Alan Alan he said something he said something to Lucy he said that the word of God is like a seed did you hear him tell Lucy even though she was talking about Instagram and 
getting a tall, handsome man. Yeah. They said the word of God is like a seed. And at a point, it must do what? Hey. You said it must. mm. It must grow. Amen. So I believe that today, as we hear the word of God, it will be like a seed in your life that will grow. Amen. So I want us to stand to our feet because we've come to the most important point in the service. It's also my favorite point in the service. I know you to- I told you to tell your friend which part was your favorite. But I think this is our favorite. To be fair and to be honest. So with a lifted voice, I want us to sing that we're expecting a miracle as we welcome our pastor, Bishop Richard. Take your seats. Um, you ready? Okay, I'm also ready. 
Okay, Numbers chapter 11. Uh, last week we talked about sharing the burden. Today we're going to talk about taking up a spiritual burden. Okay, and um, today's sermon is quite short. You'll, <laughs> you'll discover that in a, in a very short time we'll be done. Because I think today I just have two points. And then, yes. But, but very important points. So, so pay attention to it. Believe it. Receive it. And you'll be blessed. So it's taking up a spiritual burden. Because you need what is called a spiritual burden to be able to serve God and to work for God. Without a spiritual burden, you can't do it. Trust me. Or trust God. Or believe in God. Without a spiritual burden, you can't, you can't do it. Serving God, serving God is not an act. We are not acting. I mean, I mean, if you have tried acting or pretending about something before, it, did, it didn't last, doesn't it? It didn't last. Yes, it, it didn't last. Yeah. I know of two. I know of two ladies. Uh, this example because both of them displayed in a way, um, and I eventually found out that they were actually acting out of character. And both of them it happened on the train. When they saw me on the train on two different occasions, when they saw me on the train, they got so excited, shouting, screaming came to me. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know. I didn't know. It took, I remember it took me months before I got to know their names. But I mean, to cut a short story even shorter, (laughs) by the time I got to know them, they were, they were nothing like, they were nothing like that happy, jolly, bubbly people that I met on the train. They were actually, both of them were actually the opposite of it. The opposite. Very, very gloomy, very melancholic, very, you know. More like, more like very serious people. But that encounter I had, I mean, very jolly, like some very jolly girls. But there was nothing jolly about them. Nothing jolly. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing jolly. I mean, there's no, there's no jolly bubbles around anywhere. Yes. So, so, so what I'm saying to you is that, is that you can't, you see, you can't pretend for a long time. You can't. And, and especially when it gets to the work of God. You see, you can't act like a serious Christian. You must be a serious Christian to be a serious Christian. I mean, you have to be serious to be serious. You have to love God to love God. You can't pretend you love God. You can't pretend, hey, I want to be a shepherd. I want to do this. No, it's not something that, it's not an act. You, you need the fuel that it takes to last in that role. And that's what I'm calling a, a spiritual burden. A spiritual burden. You see, there, there are people who have appeared to be serious. Yes. But if they are honest to themselves, they'll discover that they were not serious. 
So what you have to do then, it's not like it's over for you, but what you have to do is that you have to become serious. When you're not serious, what do you do? Become serious. Yes. Yeah, just become serious. Just, just change. Just become serious and become real. So you need, you need the spiritual burden to be a good shepherd. Other you do it for a while, you'll be very, I mean, look at the long list that we went through the other time. People will abandon you suddenly. And it's true. People will have, look, I have, I have examples from mustard seed. Then I have examples from first love of people who just suddenly they just disappear. You don't even know what you've done. You even wish, you even wish, you even say bye-bye. Or even tell you what it is and then walk away. But they just, they just abandon you. Just pick your bikes like, look, it's over. Look, I'm, I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm off. So you, see people you see, people are ungrateful. Can't say thank you. Can't say thank you. Even you even come to a church. God's church, of course. Whose church can it be? Is it your grandfather's? It's God's church. Let's not argue about the obvious. Let's not argue about the obvious. God's church, of course. It's God's church. Come to God's church. But when you come to God's church, he's using somebody. He's used somebody to gather people. Then you have come and chosen one of the people that you came to meet in the church to marry. And then you, you poison the person and take the person out of the church. I mean, and then apart from that, when you are gone, you even be quiet. Then you be saying things about the, the church that you came to farm, farm or fish, whatever you came to do, or hunt, hunting, farming, fishing. I don't know what you came to do, but you came to again. Yes, we haven't we haven't described you as an evil person who just came to come and cause someone salvation. To come and destroy someone. Say, we, have not called, we have not called you a wicked person. We have not called you an evil person. We have not used any bad name on you. But you came, you came into... It's like if it's someone's farm. Or someone's pond. Or someone's forest. You came to hunt there or fish there. Or farm there. And you got one of the weaker ones. Because there will always be weaker ones. Who will follow you blindly. Because they want, I mean, they've been ovulating. They need to fertilize. So, what can they do? Yes. Oh, you don't understand the English. Yeah. But that's people. That's how people are. So, if you don't have a genuine burden, a real spiritual burden. You switch off quickly. You 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 say I don't take nonsense. But look, you have to take nonsense. There's nonsense. There's nonsense. I'm telling you, there's nonsense. And then, are you listening to me? And then, if it's a spiritual burden, it's no more nonsense to you. It's not nonsense to you. Just as, just as your sicknesses and your things are not nonsense to the nurse. Yeah. When you go, and throw, you go and throw up on the nurse, you poo-poo on yourself and the nurse is cleaning you up. 
You yeah. cough in the nurse's face. The nurse, the nurse doesn't say that. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The nurse, have you and the nurse doesn't say that this is this nonsense, I can't take it anymore. They actually are you listening to me? They actually have a heart for it. Nurses are wonderful people. I mean, they actually have a heart for the thing. They have the heart for the thing. Oh, yes. Yes. They, have, they really have a heart for it. Yeah. Next time you are choosing a beloved, maybe you should choose a nurse. I haven't finished my sentence. Just, just pray that. Just pray that by the time she gets home, she'll still be in the nest mode. That's all. That's all I have to say. Yes. But if she, if she will bring her nursing heart into the marriage, brother, I tell you, you will enjoy power. You really enjoy. Yes. Because you will be looked after. Nursing is looking after and caring. And caring for. She will care for you. They do everything. They feed. They clean. They chat. They talk. They make sure you, you, you will fall asleep. They check, they check your temperature. I mean, look. They do everything. Nurses do everything. Nurses do everything. Yes. Yes. My mother was a nurse, so I know what it is like to be brought up like a nurse. Yes. I really know what it is like. Now that I've grown up, I can I can understand what she is like at what she was like. Yes. Yes. Look, when you when you are not well, even if it's it's not a serious sickness, look, the way she is, you decide that it should be serious. <laughs> Because you will enjoy her till she discovers that the sickness is gone. <laughs> I mean, she will really look after it. So, you see, when we fall ill in the house, we don't want to recover. <laughs> you don't want to recover. She will make special meals for you. It's, like, it's, if, it's as if you're on diet. Special meals. Because you are not well. Meanwhile, it's just, it's just common cold. She will dress you, dress you up warm. You, I mean, you'll be, you'll be so special in the house. Yes. So she sees that you are shouting at one of your siblings. <laughs> you know, there's always a sibling who tempts you, isn't it? There's always one that really gets on your nerves. There's always one, and it's that particular one that keeps coming. Anyway, I'm talking to you about spiritual bending. And I'm saying that till you have that thing. You see, my sermon today is short because I want to give you a little bit of time to pray. I want, you, I want us, my, so it's almost like I'm giving you a prayer topic today. Yes, my sermon is like a prayer topic. So that you can pray. You need to pray for a spiritual bending. Otherwise, look, you won't last. You won't last. You can't last. You can't last. You can't last with, you can't last with preaching or teaching people. You see how when 
you are preaching or you are teaching you, we have a lot of examples, different things. Move into this area of your life. Come into this area of your life. Because it's a, there's a genuine care that these people must do well. I mean, there's a group. There's a group. Anytime I see them at the end of the beating, I just start talking to them about marriage. And I'm sure even today when I see them, I'm sure I'll talk to them again about marriage. Yes, I just start talking. Because there's a genuine concern about them that look, when you walk through those doors, do well, do well. Don't go and misbehave. Do well and know what to do because people genuinely don't know what to do. They've never married before. You see, some, some of you, some of you, you've never even seen marriage before. You don't know what a home is like. That this is mommy, this is daddy. You don't know what to do. You actually don't know because you haven't seen it before. You've just seen mommy casting all over the place. You've never, you've never seen anything like mommy, daddy, and mommy really likes daddy, and daddy likes mommy. You've not seen it before. So it's not your fault. What would you do when you're put in that situation? Now you've come, you say beloved. Now after beloved, they say, hey, wedding. Now after wedding, they say, it's called marriage. Now the two of you go home. When you, when you wake up in the morning, you'll be looking at each other and say, what should I do next? What should I do? Yes. How do you set up a home? What is a home? What should I do? What, what do you do? Yes. Because you've not seen it before. You've not seen mommy doing anything before. You just see her, she picks her back, she's going to work, she insults everybody about bills, and then she goes, and then she comes back. And then Christmas time or your birthday or something, there's a little happiness. There's that, I mean, she doesn't even, for, to see even regular hot meals, it doesn't even exist. Everybody buys Chinese. Everybody buys, buys Chinese. And he too, the person you, you've also married, he too is the same. He also buys Chinese. Yeah. So you see that both of you are in the house. All you eat in the house is Chinese. Chinese and pizza. Yeah. Yes. Mm. It, perhaps, perhaps even what I'm saying maybe even sounds like, you could even be thinking, so what is there to do if we don't buy Chinese and pizza? What should we buy? Is he this, is this suggesting that we should buy fish and chips or what? Is that what, what is there? Yes. That a man has come home called husband. He's come home from work. Let's say you're home. Or both of you even have arrived. Had your shower, hopefully. <laughs> and, that, and that you will take it upon yourself and go to the kitchen to, fit, to fix a hot meal. And then to serve it, even to serve it. Which I, I choose to call the presentation. To serve it. And to tell him to sit down and to bring the food for him to eat. Hey. Where have you seen such a thing? You'll be waiting for the deliver man to bring it. Oh, the guy said, this is yours. This is mine. <laughs> So, so to be 
to be to be a shepherd you need the genuine heart for shepherding and you can have it you can have it if you pray for it you need the genuine heart genuine heart for when you see when you when you see the people you you see you see you see, you see like like somebody somebody saw the congregation during the covid time and the thing that he thought of is to introduce cryptocurrency because when he when he, he thought about the church i think he thought about money he said how can i make money it's like these people how can they, how how can we make money I was sitting in my house. When I think about you, I was thinking, may they not backslide? May they not backslide? May they come back to church? May they stay in the faith? Somebody is thinking about cryptocurrency. No, I made, I made, I deliberately made a big issue out of it. Oh yeah, I made a big issue. Bigger than it was really is. But I had to react. Because once you are trying to get people to be saved, to love God, to live a certain way someone is also determined to turn their hearts in a certain direction cryptocurrency yes. bitcoin that's the word bitcoin that's the word bitcoin is the word i was trying to remember bitcoin yes yes someone when he sees a young girl he sees he's seen his girlfriends yes yes this is his girlfriends People who have need, they have they have genuine needs. Genuine needs. Do you see girlfriends? Everybody's a girlfriend. You just when you see a girl, you see breasts and buttocks. Yes. Who is that? When they need they need help. They need help. They need to be strong in their faith. They need help. They need to be spoken to. Do you see that you, you've seen something else? The, you see the scripture says that treat the younger ones as sisters. Do you jump into bed with your own sister? Yes. So you see, that's what I'm saying. Like, see, it's not something that just comes. You need, you need to pray for it and to have that genuine. Otherwise, you make a mess of it. You really say the elder women as mothers and the younger and the younger as sisters with all purity. That has to be a pure relationship. But hey, if that thing is not there, what I'm talking about is not there. You will not treat them as sisters. You will treat them as body parts. Yes. And you will make the maximum use of their body parts. And what can I say to you? Then shame on you. Yeah. You become like a predator. behave like a predator because you don't have you don't have that thing you see you see you see now you see now it's getting serious because now i'm trying to show you that it's not like it's not like just titles posts okay i'm a shepherd i'm a this i'm a this there's a spiritual dimension that you must have there's a spiritual dimension that you must have and that you must pray for you must pray that you have so that you can treat the youngest as sisters 
Can you treat a beautiful girl as your sister? It's not natural. A beautiful girl is a beautiful girl. But can you see her as a sister and treat her as a sister? How can you do that? That's what the disciples who asked Jesus, how can these things be? Uh-huh. How can these things be? Because when you see a beautiful girl, then your appetites are, are waking up. So you see, that's why you need a genuine spiritual burden. Take me to Numbers chapter 11 so I can, I can close the service. I think you've understood the, you've understood my point for today, isn't it? Yes, that you need a spiritual burden. It's a spiritual thing. It's not a physical thing. It's not, it's not by appointment. Okay, you do this. You do. After you said, now you have to start preparing yourself into this thing to have a genuine, a real spiritual burden and spiritual care for people. But you see yourself, you, you see yourself, you won't last. Before that, you say, I'm not, I'm not a shepherd anymore. And I don't blame you because you, you didn't have what it takes to be a shepherd. I mean, put me on a ward or in, in, the, in, the, in the surgery and say that you are a nurse. I won't last. I, I won't last. The first person I say, let me check your blood pressure. I say, I'll say, look, look. Let's pray. Let's pray about your blood pressure. Let's pray about it. Go home. Yes, I won't last. I won't last. I won't last at all. Because some of the things that bump people off in shepherding and caring for people you see, I, I, can, I sit back sometimes and I laugh. And I say, first thing that is bumping you off, I've seen it a million times. It didn't even, it didn't even occur to me that it's supposed to be irritating. Yes, it didn't even occur to me that it's supposed to be irritating. It's not even occur to me that this thing is supposed to be so irritating that you have to walk away. Yeah. Even some of the points that we're going through, people are ungrateful, people have this. But, I mean, they are serious things, but it's... I don't want to say it's funny, but it's, it's like, you know, that's how people are. That's how people are. And that's how people will be. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you stop or it's over. You press on. Somebody makes one or two comments, he said it's, it's over. Hmm. That's why you see when somebody says they like you, they like you. That thing, somebody says they like you. And they want to marry you. Pray about it. Because you know yourself. That's, what, that's all I keep saying. I keep saying you know yourself. Yes. And the person knows who you are and still says, I know, but you, I'll take you home. And sometimes you know, you do all your things, your attitudes. Attitudes. Your attitudes. And his, it's like, it's like, is it, that, is when, that is when they start saying things like, love is blind. Because like, you do all your, you do all your things. Because what you do to him, you will discover when you go and do it somewhere, the person says, eh, what is that? What, what, what did you say? Yes. They'll say, look, straighten your face over there. Your face, straighten it. 
And you're actually wondering, this is how I am, this is how I've been. Nobody has complained. But how come this one is complaining about my face? So when someone can put up with all your things, all your things. I mean, yesterday was talking to you happily on the phone. You were laughing. You said, good night, good night. Love you, love you. Everything that you went up. Then he's just calling you in the morning. Suddenly you are quiet. Giving, giving monosyllabic responses. Sometimes you don't even say anything. You make sounds. Mm. 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 And he's still there. He's still there. When you are done, you give him all the attitude and everything that he's that he's he sends you a heart. Sends you a heart that is breathing. After you've given attitudes. You see, that person, that person, you should value that person and we really respect that person. Because you know it. That if it's somebody else, it will be one, two, buckle my shoe, three, four, shut the door on your way out. <laughs> yeah. Shut the door. Numbers chapter 11. Now we can start, okay? And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. And the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. And the people cried unto Moses, and Moses prayed unto the Lord, and the fire was quenched. And he called the name of the place Tabera, because the fire of the Lord burnt among them. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell alasted, and the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic, especially the garlic. But now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes. And the manna was coriander seed and the color thereof as the color of delium. And the people went about and gathered it and ground it in mills and beat it in a mortar and baked it in pans and made cakes of it. And the taste of it was as the taste of fresh oil. May the word be like fresh oil in your mouth. And when the dew fell upon the camp in the night, the manna fell upon it. Then Moses had the people weep throughout their families, every man in the door of his tent. And the anger of the Lord was kindled greatly. Moses also was displeased. Verse 11. And Moses said unto the Lord, Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? And wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight, that thou layest the burden of all these people upon me, shepherding 
is a burden. The work of God and the work of the ministry is called a burden. And it's a burden you must have. You can say, even though he looks as if he's complaining here, he can already see what it is that the thing is a weight on him. And, and he's concerned about it. He's not indifferent. He's concerned about it. He can tell what is happening. The people are crying. There's a problem. We are hungry. We need this. We want that. Verse 12. Have I conceived all these people? Verse 13. When should I give flesh? Verse 14. I am not able to bear all these people because it's too heavy for me. It's too, it's too heavy for one person. Okay. Verse 15. And if thou deal thus with me, kill me. Verse 16. And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee. Verse 17. And I will come down and talk with thee there. And I will take. People are crying or asking for food. Asking for this. We've missed missed garlic. We've missed leeks. We've mixed cucumber. We want things to eat. And God's solution to making the people happy. Is saying that gather them. And I God. God is a spirit. Say I will come there. And when I come. I am going to do spiritual things. Yes. The transference that I'm going to make. Is going to be spiritual. So he says here that, and I will take of the spirit which is on you, and I will put it on them. So in other words, you need a certain type of spirit, or if you like, anointing, to be able to do the shepherding work. Look, look, by tomorrow you will resign, I'm telling you. I am telling you, you will give up. I had a plumber in the house once to fix something. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to have a certain respect for some for things. So what he was doing, it's I said, ah, but this thing is simple. He should he should show me what he did. So he showed me what he did. So this is so next time it's like just do this, just do this. Next time it happened, I tried. Look, in the middle of it, I said, I said, I said, what? I said, what problem is it? I said, I said to myself, how much is it going to cost? How much will it cost? I'd rather give this man money than waste my time here. That's how my man, I said, I'd rather spend my time praying or reading my Bible than standing here with my hand in water. I didn't have what it takes to do it. I didn't have what it takes. I didn't have what it takes. What it takes to fix this, to arrange this. I didn't have it. I, I've tried. I, it, it wasn't there. I've tried. I tried so I can save money. It wasn't there. I said, Mr. Plumber, come back. Come. Your thing. Solve your problem. So that is why you say, you, you say I am a shepherd. You see, that's what, as even as maybe I even listen to you, even think to yourself, oh, this shepherd, I've tried it before. I'm showing you why it didn't last. Yes. Because there's nothing you will say that those who have lasted have not seen it before. They've seen, they've seen all. They've seen all. But what is missing is the spirit. It's the spirit. It's the spirit that would establish you. 
And you see, apart from the anointing, what, what the manifestation of it or the effect of it on you is that it gives you a spiritual burden. I call it a genuine spiritual burden. A, a real one. A real one. Not one that you are doing because Bishop Richie said do. Oh, no, no. If you say you are doing because Bishop Richie said, you won't last. Soon you'll be tired. Yes. Yes. But there are people who operate like that. They operate because um, Bishop said, Pastor said, this, this. But as to their personal relationship with God, it's almost non-existent. It's almost non-existent. It's as, it's as though they've never been pointed to God. That do this thing for God. Work for God. Serve God. I'm doing what I'm doing because of God. By the, by the grace of God, I read my Bible every day. I read my Bible and I pray. All the time. All the time. I can tell you a beautiful book in the Bible that I'm reading now. And beautiful revelations that are coming from it. Yes. This is, I was reading beautiful and I remember that, hey, I, they said there's a wedding. I have to go for a wedding. <laughs> so I have, to, I have to leave my house for a wedding. But I was, I was, so, I was so happy with what I was reading. Then I remember that if somebody is getting married, the person is counting on me. Yeah. To be able to be called a husband or a wife at the end of at the end of the day. So it's not it's not like it's not like you lose God and you lose your relationship with God completely. Then you become an actor. That is what makes you an actor. It really makes you an actor and a pretender and a hypocrite and a deceiver. Because the spiritual burden is not there. May God give you a spiritual burden. May you have a spiritual burden. May you really have a spiritual burden. I mean a real one. A real one that gives you care for people. That's what God said. I'll take the spirit. It's like, it's like I, he said, when, you, when I take it off and give it to them, they will be able to bear the burden of the people with you. They will be able to do it. Till then, they can't do it. They can't. You will try, you will shout, you you will give points, you will give reasons, you get but till that till that change takes place, they can't do it. They can't even stand with you. They won't stand with you. At a point, they'll even stand against you. Yes. They will think some someone will wake up and say that you are using us. We are being used. Someone will say that we are not bus drivers. Someone said we are not taxi drivers. So say we are tired, we are dead. Oh, you see, you hear all sorts of things. But I say the explanation is here that when they have the spirit of the shepherd, the spirit of the ministry, the spirit of the work, they will be able to bear the burden of the people with you. Till then, they can't do it. Till then, they can't do it. If they try, they won't last. You can't, work, you can't work with people who are, who are not interested in what you are interested in. You can't. You can't. You need people who like what you like. And people who want what you want. Those are the people you can work with. People who understand you. Who understand what is going on and what has to be done. 
those are the people who can really stand and see they will stand with you for years you know you, you, you don't you do you don't even know what is happening to them. and outsiders outsiders don't understand it so they they start redescribing what is happening i have no plans of because because i i don't live according to your definitions i live according to what the bible says not by your definitions you can't describe me how can you tell me who i am or what i am Like somebody said, if loving you is wrong, then I don't want to be right. Yes. 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 If loving you is wrong, then I don't want to be right. If what I'm doing is called wrong, then I don't want to be right. Because I like what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing. I believe in what I'm doing. So if you have another description for it that you say it's wrong, then I don't want to be right. <laughs> you need a spiritual burden to work. You need it. Otherwise, you can't. You can't at all. You won't last. You try, try for realize you are giving, you are re-describing, re-describing things. You'll be re-describing. Redescribing. You're re-describing exposes your naivety yes and your lack of understanding yes. i mean i'm telling you that i read my bible every day yes that is me and god me and god bible am i not reading the bible to you today i read my bible i read my bible. i read my bible i listen to messages hey listen to messages yes sometimes I listen to two messages at the same time sometimes when I want to be greedy three yes my phone my iPad and the television oh yes Two people, two people who had a burden. Number one is Jesus. Jesus had a burden. Matthew chapter 9. Wow, Jesus is Lord. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36. He says that. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them to introduce to them Bitcoin. You see, it reveals your burden. It reveals, it reveals your convictions and your concerns about people. Your concern about people. Look, there are so many things that can occur to you when you see people. There are so many things that can occur to you. Depending on your inclination and your tilt. There are so many things that will occur to you when you see people like this. Some of see people like they see money. Someone will be thinking, what, what if I package fried rice and come and sell? <laughs> oh. I know you will think that I'm, I'm imagining. I'm telling you things that people have asked me before. Before people have asked me before. 
Money. They see money. They see money. It's like it's like this. This is this is money. Yes, this is money. So all they think I can bake bread rolls. <laughs> If you ask me, is there anything wrong with it? My answer will be no. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just telling you what you see when you see people. Yes. I mean, if we had if we had our own buildings, I'm sure I'm sure there will be I'm sure there will be beloved's restaurant. Yes. Yes. I'll even I deliberately even put something on the door. Couples only. Apples only. Yes. But but again, again you even see you even see that my mind my mind is not even the food that will be sold or whatever. But my mind again is to provide comfort for the sheep, for people to go and sit there and enjoy, enjoy. Yes, enjoy with your beloved. Because when you have a beloved, one of the things you want after church is to, is to be with her somewhere. Just to chat and to relax and to fellowship and to eat and to talk. Yes. yes. Without, without too many people coming around to ask questions. understand your problems, isn't it? Yes. yes. Well, I've been there before. I've been there before. You want to be with your beloved. Just a small time. You have to fellowship. People now can tell you their dreams and their visions. So when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. That's the word I need you to see. Compassion. When you have compassion, it means that you are developing a spiritual vision. Compassion. He was moved with compassion. Compassion. You don't care about anything, you see. You don't have a burden for anything. You must have a burden for something. You don't care about. You don't care about. You must have. When you see people, you must have. There must be some compassion and care. And care for them. This person needs this. This person needs that. These people need this. So he was moved with compassion because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Sheep having no shepherd. It's like these people don't. Like if only they had a shepherd, their problem won't be like this. So Jesus was moved with compassion. Compassion for more shepherds for the people. The people need more shepherds. They need someone to talk to them. They need someone to minister to them. They need someone to feed them. Not predators. Shepherds. 
not appointees without anointing. Spiritual burden. People with spiritual burden. People who don't turn their phone off and say that it's 5 p.m. I don't work anymore. In Mark chapter 6. You know, no, no one can minister effectively without a genuine burden. You can't do it. That's what I'm saying. I'm giving you a prayer topic today. So you can see, I'm just talking, giving you a prayer topic. What you need is to pray for a genuine burden. Otherwise, you see how you'll be dismissing people. Ah, is that David? Okay, it's you. Mark chapter 6, verse 34. And that's Paula behind you, isn't it? Okay. I thought I recognized you. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people. And again, he was moved with compassion toward them because they were sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. That's to teach them many things. You see, the reason why you, you see that a typical shepherd, it looks as if he talks a lot. When he sees people that he just starts talking. He just starts talking. He sees, and see that he's talking about different things. Because he can see the people and their needs. He can see, you can see in the eyes of the people. This is what they need. And sometimes you see, organizers of meetings are the ones who are prompt you that stay with the agenda. Talk about this number one, this number two, this number three, this number four, this, and then it's your time to go. Come on out. Next. Yes, the organizers. But they're also necessary because if, you don't, if they don't do it, we'll also be here till tomorrow morning. Me, I can, I can be here till tomorrow morning. No? I can be here till tomorrow morning. If only you will stay. Me, I can be here. Yeah, I can be here. I can, I can talk to you. Is there, and I talk more after, after service than during the preaching. I talk more. And I prefer that. More. And I can, I can talk to you tomorrow. I'm telling you. Or just be talking to different people. I can talk. Once you yawn. (laughs) What are we talking about? Compassion. Compassion. What's the dictionary's definition for compassion? Show it to them. Children, whilst I have you found the meaning? Okay, you haven't found the meaning. You're too slow. John chapter 6, verse 39. Very quickly. John 6 verse 39. And this, and this is the Father's will which has sent me that of all which he has given me I should lose nothing but should raise it up again at the last day. So you see, when you have a burden for shepherds and for pastors you are concerned about people that you are going to lose. That is where again, again someone will re-describe and say that you can't leave the church. But you, which of your children will you say that when they are going, they should just go? 
What says you can't leave? You can leave, but we'll try to keep you. You, if today a demon comes upon you and you are leaving, should we not? Would you not like us to try to keep you? How many of you would like us to try? Yes, we will try. You don't even have to lift up your hands. We will try. Especially those who are not lifting up their hands. You are the ones that will try. We'll try and keep you. We'll try. should even be asking yourself that why are they trying so hard? What do I do for them? What have I done for them? What do I give to them? What do I mean? What, you know, ask yourself those questions. Why are they trying so hard? So you will know that, look, it's just a genuine care that they have. If it was not important, would it have been recorded that all that you have given to me, I have lost none. I'm not losing any. So a, a good shepherd is not into losing souls. He really keeps and he really defends his perimeter. He makes sure that he doesn't lose any. If he sees that you are trying to slide away, he will check on you. He knows he's not a doctor, but he'll be checking on you. Yes. Yes. He'll check on you. He'll keep checking on you because he doesn't want to lose you. Yes, he doesn't want to lose you. Someone without a genuine burden who say, Oh, tell me, oh, oh, foolish boy, oh, foolish girl, he's gone. No, nobody is a foolish boy, nobody is a foolish girl. You lose none. John 17. Again, verse 12. What does it say? While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept. And none of them is lost by the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. Come on now. John 18, verse 9. I'm showing you how Jesus had a bed. Remember, we are talking about Jesus who had a bed. That's the first example. I have have two examples. Just two. I have two points. So this is the first one. This This is Jesus and compassion. Jesus and the genuine spiritual burden. He's not losing anybody. He has compassion. When he sees the people, he has compassion. That the same might be fulfilled, which he spake of them. Which he spake of them which thou gavest me, have I lost none. Yes. How did he know he's lost none? Because he checked who came and who didn't come. Yes. You don't want us to check. We have to check. That's his task. How many came? Yes. You have to check. You have to fill forms. You have to send data on souls. Who came? Who was not there? So that the person who is not there, we can go and look for the person and visit the person and care for the person and pray for the person. Yes. So we have to check. Are you understanding why we check? Are you understand why when you don't come church, you get, you get phone calls and messages? Yes. It's not because they are spies, but because they have a genuine shepherding burden. That's why they come after you. Rather, rather, when they don't hear, when you don't hear from them, you should be worried. Now, what non-serious shepherds are these? What kind of loose churches is it when I'm not there, nobody even notices? No, here we will notice. We are going to notice and we'll continue to notice and we shall be noticing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Who said that you didn't come to church? 
And we'll ask you why. Why? I mean, why? Why didn't you come? Mm. Is there a problem? Are you hungry? Did the pastor say something the last time that, I mean, you didn't like? Yeah. They say, oh, no, don't worry. He says it all the time. He'll say it before you join the church. <laughs> Jesus said, I have not lost any. That's a, that's a spiritual thing. He has compassion on the people. And then he has a burden that I don't lose any. You don't, you don't lose the strong ones. You don't lose the weak ones. You don't lose the average ones. All of them care about everybody. You don't lose anybody. Everybody has their place. Keep them. And okay. Number two, the second, the second person who had a burden, his name was Paul, Apostle Paul. Paul the Apostle. He also had a burden. You see his first burden and Romans chapter 10 and verse 1. He says that, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. You see, you see, you see when I read this one, I, I usually think about missionaries. When you see a good missionary, a good missionary you see, he switched from his home country. His care and concern is the nation that he's in. And he talks, about, he talks about them as though he was born and bred there. He doesn't say things like these people. These people, if it's like he's in Vietnam, he doesn't say things like the Vietnamese. He says us. Yes. He said he's there and his care, his heart, and his desire is that those people must be saved. So to care for people, you see, you must have a desire for salvation. Paul, Paul is, going to, is, is showing us different types of spiritual burdens that you can have to give you, to make you a good, a good shepherd. And one of them, one of them is the burden for salvation. That's why if you are, if you are in the university, Pray for the burden that salvation shall come to the university. The burden of salvation. That I'm not just I'm not just here to study whatever you are studying there, but there must be salvation here in this community that you've been placed in. This community that you've been placed, that there must be salvation there. People must be saved. I must reach out to people. By the time you are leaving that place, you must have established, established a church, a cell, a group of, a group of saved people. Like Paul is saying, my heart, desire, and prayer to God is salvation for Israel. Salvation. So he's showing us a burden for salvation. Which is different from a burden to marry. Like that girl was saying that she has a burden to marry. Lucy, yes. 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 A burden for salvation. So you see, now you have to ask yourself. You've been in the university for, you're going to final year. Why is the burden? And what came out of the burden? 
Was it just speeches? Just talk, 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 talk and nothing? You're just talking nice speeches. No fruit. No fruit. Because you are not interested in the real genuine aspect, which is the spiritual aspect. But to believe there has to be, there has to be salvation. A burden for salvation. A burden for salvation. A burden for salvation. Not a burden for show or to show up that, yeah, I'm here. I'm trying to do this. I'm going to do this. No, don't talk too much. Do things. Don't talk too much. Don't give a lot of speeches. Don't give a lot of big speeches. Do things. Yes. Do things. Don't give a lot of nice speeches. Action. Be an action person. Salvation. Salvation. When we see you, you should be introducing people that you have led to Christ. Yes. Or people who have come to the Lord as you have been there. Which you should be introducing people to us. Yes. Yeah. Don't tell us stories. Stories. Mm. stories we're telling ourselves before you came. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Paul is saying here. That Look, my heart desire and prayer. Can you see desire and prayer? Is telling you this is his compassion and this is the burden he has for salvation, 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 salvation. God has blessed you. God has blessed you. Now you are you are you are what you work. You work where in the in the finance um, whatever. You must have a burden for all those young people you see that, that they must be saved. They must be saved. That these people, they've got good jobs. They're working in a good place, but they must be saved. Or you are a nurse. All nurses, you must have, you must pray to God for a better. All these nurses must be saved. Yes. All these nurses must be saved. All these doctors must be saved. And nurses, the doctors will follow you, you know. Invite a male doctor, he'll follow you. Guys follow girls easily. Yes. Yes. Because when they want to sleep with you, they will approach you. And to see if there's a door. Yes. So put your foot down first. Today we're going to church. We go to work, look at the people, be looking at them, they say, these people, who can I have coffee with during break time? And your coffee is with a target. That look, I'm not coming to talk about the work. I'm not coming to gossip about the boss. I'm not coming to gossip about the other work colleagues. I am coming to witness to you. A burden for salvation. A burden for salvation. And you know how souls are saved? One soul at a time. One soul at a time. Don't expect, don't expect that the whole, the whole office will follow you. I mean, it could. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you have John the Baptist anointing. They can follow you. I don't know. I mean, they can. But don't expect that you will empty the whole office. At a no. One at a time like that. One at a time. Sometimes two. One at a time. One at a time. One at a time. One at a time. One at a time like that. Before you are winning souls. But it, it comes from the burden. You need the burden. You need the burden to be that effective in the school. You need that burden to be that effective in your office. One soul at a time. One soul at a time. 
Because when unbelievers want to try, unbelievers want to try things, they try things on you. They try. Come on. They try. They try. What's a lay pastor? They tried. They tried. They tried to take me away for weekends. Not just to the pub or a club. So weekends that we should go away for a weekend. And they were telling me there are girls here. They will come. So it's like, don't worry. It's like, don't be worried. We can, they go away for weekends. To do what? To go and discuss how to improve the work? Oh, of course not. Of course not. salvation then the next the next burden you can have is the burden for a nation a nation a city a constituency a university accommodation block a burden that is a burden for a geographical location we need a burden for it yes a burden That's why you say, oh, these people have tried. It's not working. That's the absence of a spiritual burden. Or a genuine, a genuine, genuine, genuine burden. Yes. That's the real one. Challenge yourself. How can you live in a country, a city, an area? A university, how can you be there for three years, four years? As a first love, a first love son or daughter. And you don't have a ministry there. As a first love son or daughter. Challenge yourself, be challenged, be challenged and be rebuked. How can you spend your time on a place like this and there's no soul? Let somebody else go to the same place who has a bed and you see the difference. That's why you see the difference. You just have to get someone else into that same university. Or that same office. And we'll be seeing droplets of people. Even if, even if, even if they don't stay, you see, they come, they go, they come. For as one has stayed. For as two has stayed. They go, come, they all come. Like that. That's how it will be. But you need a burden. May God give you the burden. Yes. I'm not doing badly. We are closing. Are you receiving a spiritual burden? Okay. Romans chapter 9. Verse 1. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. (laughs) My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. That I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. That's the burden. What does verse 3 say? For I, 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 could, I could wish that myself were cursed from Christ, for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Anyway, verse 1 and 2 is what we want. To have great sorrow in my heart. You know, when you meet somebody with a burden about something, he talks about that thing. Yes. That's what, that's what the person talks about. 
But out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. He said, I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. It's like, I have, a be- I have a burden for something. I have a concern for something. You see, some people, they talk about something all the time. Maybe they talk about food. Mm-hmm. That's their concern. They want to eat. What you do? What you do? Yes. Yes. Someone who talks about marriage, beloved, all the time. Don't, don't dismiss that person. Don't dismiss that person. Because it's a genuine concern. It's a genuine concern. She has to marry. Ladies are more concerned about marriage than men, eh? Yes. It's like when they see people younger than, than themselves growing up. Because they know how it is. That's like someone said, I have to to lock one down. Yes. 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 You have to lock him down early. And keep him locked. Yes. Yes. Tell him you've locked him in your heart and you've thrown the key into the sea. You can't, you can't let him out. Can't let him out. Yes. Yes. Tell him I can hear you banging on the door of my heart, but I've lost the key. I've lost the key. I've lost the key. I've lost the key. The only thing I can do to help is I'll take you swimming. Yes. Yeah, my heart was I'm swimming. Yes, just swim. But I can't let you out. Yes. Lock him down. Yes. Yes. That's why you you see you see people who have a burden to get beloved for people. To help people to get it's a it's a genuine because some people don't care. But you see others trying. Do you like this one? Do you, you, sometimes you don't know meetings that people have with people about you. Discussions. Yes. I see, so, you see, I'm, I'm just saying things. I'm just giving you an idea of things that sometimes happen behind the scenes. No meetings that people have about you. So there's a funny thing is after you've after you've gone, let's say you've gone through seven people, everybody says I don't like. And then the eighth one says like that. When you introduce, then she says that I don't like. And she doesn't know that this one is number eight. And of course, you can't tell her. You just have to you just have to pretend and say, Oh, you don't like it. Okay, no problem. We'll pray about it. Yes. Meanwhile, that person is the eighth. You've tried seven. All seven say no. No. Yes. And then the eighth that says, Oh, yes. I mean, it's like, Oh, thank you so much. LP, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for this. Then when you try to do some introduction, then she says that, mm. I don't like his head. His head is pointing towards heaven. I don't like his head. of developing a genuine shepherdorial burden. Number one, number one, do not be overcome by your own problems. 
and burdened. Don't be overcome by your own problems. Like the scripture says, the cares of this world, they choke the word and you become unfruitful. The cares, your cares and your concerns. Your cares and your concerns. For things about yourself. Can I have to do this? I need to have this. You know, you know there are people who are drown, they are drowned, they are drowning, they are drowning in their own issues. Yes. Those are people who don't make good shepherds. Yes. Because you can't put your issue aside and care for somebody. Because there will never be a time when you don't have problems. Problems will always be there. Problems will always be there. When will you be problem free? Yes. But you see, the cares of this world, it chokes the word and then the word becomes unfruitful. The word that you've been taught about shepherding, having genuine spirit, the cares of this world, your own problems, your issues, your problems. How many of you have problems? Like issues? Some of you have problems. Yes. Yes. But overcoming them or setting them aside. You know this kind of thing of, um, you know, I need to sort this thing out, then I'll do this, I'll do this. This kind of very organized people. Do you realize that? Do you realize that most of them never amount to much in life, apart from the thing that they claim to be sorting out? They don't do anything else anyway. Everything is I, me, and myself. But they always have some that they are sorting. Oh, when I finish with this, I'll do this. When I finish, this, and there's always something to do and to finish. Yes. Yes. If you're not careful, you 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 know you know if you have you know if you have time to marry. Before you before you realize that you wake up to yourself, you are unmarried. And it's not it's not like you've been fooling or you've been living in sin or doing anything, but no, you've just been living in yourself and with yourself, solving your problems. So you can't even live. But whilst you are solving your problems, there are other things that can be done. Other things that can be done. You can shepherd whilst you are in school, whilst you are a student, whilst you are studying the library. You'll be in the library with your sheep. They should see you struggling so they can understand that, look, we all struggle, but we love God. Yes. I'm going to finish this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. When I do this and I do this, look, before before you realize, you've done nothing. You've done nothing. You never finished solving those problems. Have you finished solving? When you were 15 years, the problem you discovered you had from 15 years, have you solved it? Yes. And some of the problems are not going because you are not busy enough. Yes. Yes. You are not busy enough. That's why it's still there. That's why it's still there. Sometimes when you dive into the work, dive into you forget about some of the things. You will not have you not have time to cry. 
and time to because you you will be talking to people ministry you will see that people have problems it's like the man who was complaining that his shoes are worn out he needs new shoes he hasn't got money to buy new shoes and that, that's his main problem till he met somebody without feet and he said oh my problem is better my problem with worn out shoes is i've seen somebody who cannot even wear shoes You've cried enough, okay? Put your hand on the shoulder of the person. Step You've cried enough. May God heal you. No, don't laugh. You have to be serious because it's a serious thing. Yes. You've cried enough. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You are turning my serious point into a joke, so it's okay. Why you don't want God? Because you don't love God. No, you love God. The personal issues. When you think about it, the personal issues. The personal issues. Ooh. Ooh. Personal issues. Have to stop doing this. It's, it's, it's very hard for people to believe something that we are telling that the way to stop doing that thing is get engaged in the things of God. That's how, that's how it will go. Said, no, when I stop doing this, when I sort this thing out, when I get this thing done, when I get this one also done, then when I get this done, done and then when I, when afterwards I say, okay, my mother also needs this, so I need to sort my mother out. Hey, it's long. <laughs> Be a master of doing a number of things at the same time. A number of things at the same time. That's how you can do well. Do a number of things at the same time. And you will save yourself from useless socializing and from fooling around. Yeah. Do a number of things at the same time. Be more engaged and be more busy. Yeah. I'm looking for more services to preach in. Yeah. You, think, you think I'm happy that Sundays I've preached twice because I've just preached somewhere and I've come here to preach and then that's it, it's finished. Preaching is finished. There's a, there's a chance to preach more. So I have to find a way to create more preachings. You need to find a way and do more things for God. Do more things in the house of God. Don't just be there. And the second point. In developing a genuine shepherding burden. Wow. It's what? It is there. It's pray for a burden. Pray for a burden. Pray for a burden. Pray for it. Are you going to pray for a burden? You know, you know Jesus said that my burden is light. That's Matthew 11.30. It means, that, it means that being with God is a burden. So my burden is light. It's a burden. So take that light burden. But anyway, pray for a burden. Pray for it. 
Pray for that burden. Pray to have it. Pray for it every day. Pray for it. Sometimes you pray once and you see that there's a change in your life. But sometimes it's not more often than not, it's not like that. You have to pray for it. Turn the Bible to Psalm 90. Psalm 90 is a prayer topic that I'm going to show you. Pray for a burden. How many of you like to pray for a burden? Pray for a burden to sing better. Things to work better. Have that burden. Have that concern. Have that concern. You see, when you are praying for a burden, you start respecting spiritual burdens. What you are doing is that you are respecting the call of God. Because the call of God comes as a desire. And the call of God comes as a burden. Your desires and your interest. You like things to look better. You like things to be done better. You like things to be done in a better way. That is the call of God on your life. That is the call of God. Because your, your, your concern and your burden is not people's hairstyle. That's the concern of hairdressers. Hairdressers have that burden. They have that burden. They have the burden of hair. Yeah. I need to fix your hair. I need mm. to do this. Yes. In Psalm 19 and verse 16, it says that, let thy work appear unto thy servants and thy glory unto thy children. Let your work appear unto us. You to pray that prayer to God. Let your work appear. Sometimes, sometimes as if you're in the church, as if there's nothing to do. Because there's no spiritual burden. As if there's nothing to do. You guys think there's nothing to do. But rather, but rather, there aren't many people to do things. You say, oh, the church is full. There's, this, there's nothing to do. There's something to, to be done. A lot more to be done. A lot more to be done. I wish everybody I'm talking to here, I wish this like a pastor's conference of first love. Yes. So you have to ask yourself, so where are the congregation? Yes. So this would be like a, a weekday meeting or a Saturday afternoon meeting. And the congregation will come tomorrow. But each one of you is a congregation. There's work to be done. Are souls finished in the city of London? Yes. You see people who do be, don't believe in God, they are the first to ask you that if, if there's God, uh, we have all these problems. But what they don't realize is that if they knew God, we wouldn't have those problems. Yes. We wouldn't have those problems. Yes. If they knew God. And they were dancing in church. They were dancing in church this afternoon. Pushing back the darkness. out. If they were in church and shouting for God. All those problems will not exist. Yes. But they are the first to bring, to bring up that stupid question. If there is a God. Will we have this? Will we have that? If, if you have believed in God. Will we have that? Yes. So those of us who are believing in God. You need the burden empty the streets of the wickedness and the wicked people and point them to Jesus and point them to Christ. So, but before you can do it, pray. Let your work appear. Because it, it seems as if there's no work. There's nothing to be done. 
And those who have done a little bit also feel like I've done a lot. And carry themselves like proper men of God. P-M-O-G. Proper men of God. There's men of God and there's proper men of God. Carry themselves like proper men of God. Some of you on your campuses, you should, be, you should be preaching about two or three services. You preach at this accommodation block. When you finish, you go to this accommodation, then you go to this campus. You're a proper man of God. With hundreds of people saved. That's a proper man of God. And you're on top of your coursework. Yes. yes because you have to overcome your problems. You have to overcome your problems. You don't have to overcome your problems. problems, your exams, baby, you have to overcome it. Practically overcome it. That's why you say you don't, you don't have time for nonsense. Yes, you don't have time for nonsense at all. You finish your movements on Sunday, Monday you're a student. Hey, sharp. Monday you're a student. Exams, exams time is coming, you just adjust the meetings. You don't have too many meetings. There's a look. This week we don't have meetings. Do you understand? We are not having meetings. Saturday we are going to meet and pray one hour towards our exam. Finish. Sunday service. Yes. You are going to be meeting Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. When I was in the university, one thing I noticed is that unbelievers come to church during exams week. And, And Christians backslide during the exams week. Yes, Christians don't come to church on exams. So the unbelievers come. Because the unbelievers say, look, we need God. Oh. <laughs> we need God. Yes, we need God. Yes. One of the brothers, he's, now, he's one of the pastors now in uh, one of our denominations. I always remember him in the university. He was always with the bad boys. Exams time, you see him in church. Today, he's a pastor. He's one of the pastors. Other pastors, other pastors somewhere around, yes, but I always remember him. And he comes to church exams week, exams time is up over two to three weeks, isn't it? Hey, you see him every Sunday. He's God. <laughs> Meanwhile, throughout the semester, he's been doing his own thing. Exams, he comes coming to God. Hey, and then you will see the Christians who don't organize their time well. Now, exam time has come. They don't, have, they don't have time, so they don't want to come to church. So, rather, you should be very disciplined. Well, I told you today I have two points. I finished my two points. So, I've given you two examples of people who had a burden. And I've given you two things you need to do to develop a genius. Shepherd Dora Bedded, and I've given you a prayer topic which I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet and let's pray this prayer so that we can go home. Let thy work appear unto thy servants. Let thy work. So let your work appear unto what is there in your work. The, some of you have some work already, but you need to see the work properly. Hey, another thing that is painful is when you've given somebody something to do and the person can't see that it's work. 
Maybe you've not experienced before, but I have had the opportunity to work with different types of people. You see, somebody has a huge job that you know already that this person can this work, not the person can do, but this work cannot be done. That is, it can't finish. But the person doesn't think it's, it's work. At all. The person can't see the work. It's like there's no work. discussing with somebody about some work the other day and the description the person gave me about the work my heart sank you know when my heart sank then I spoke and I said I said to her that I now understand your attitude towards this work I said I now understand you because this is what you think this thing is the person didn't understand the work at all had their own definition for the work I said to her I, said to her, I, now, understand, I now understand our struggles I now understand my struggle. Because you don't think it's work. So, you know, maybe you've not seen the work in dancing stars and what dancing stars mean. So, you have to pray that, Lord, let your work appear to me. I need to understand what is there to know and to see about dancing stars. That maybe man cannot teach me, but you can teach me. I need to see it. Or the choir, what is there? What is there? About quarter, Lord, I need to see. Oh, ashes, what is there about ashes? Because maybe you feel that oh, we have enough ashes. Ashes, it's okay, we finished. What the Lord showed me, what is there? That I may see it. Let thy work appear. Or maybe you've just joined the church. You are wondering, there's nothing to do. God will speak to you and show you what there is to do and what there is to be done. Close your eyes and pray. Start praying. Let thy work appear. Pray. Everybody praying from the back to the front. We're just praying for a little while. We'll be done. Pray. Let your work. His work is not done. His work is not finished. It's not over.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the spiritual burden. Touch our hearts. Affect our hearts. Give us a burden for your work. A burden for the ministry. A great concern for your work, O oh Lord. Let that thing come upon us. Let us live by it, O oh God. The burden. The burden that Isaiah cried for. Burden for nations. Burden for cities. Burden for communities, Lord. Burden for different groups of people, O oh God. May we have that burden, O oh God. Thank you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, while every eye is closed, every head is bowed, I want to invite you for prayer. I want to pray for you if you are here for the first time, or maybe you've been here, but you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And today, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want the new life. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. If you're here like that, they say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to invite you to pray for you and pray for you. Just lift up your hand wherever you are and I'll pray for you. Just lift up your hand. Pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I don't want to live a life of sin and continuous in sin. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. Lift up high so I can see you. So I can see you. God bless you. Just lift up your hand. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. God bless you. Have your hand lifted up. I want you to come to the front. Actually, just come. I want to give your life to Jesus. Just come. Just come from wherever you are. Come. Come very quickly. Come very quickly. God is drawing you. Come very quickly. Come. Come very quickly. Come now. Are you coming? Come. Come. Don't be shy. Come. for you one more person one more person you are still unsure but you want to be sure today i want you to come out of your seats now just come we're going to sing one more time just to wait for you just come to jesus one more person you want to give your life to jesus today come come from wherever you are come god bless you thank you Now bow your heads with me and let's pray together. Bow your heads with me. Close your eyes and say with me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. I am a sinner. Please forgive me. Please have mercy on me. 
Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus is the son of God. I believe Jesus died for my sins. And he rose up on the third day. Now say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Now say, thank you, Father, for accepting me today. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you for the blessing of salvation. Please keep them. Keep them in your house. Keep them in the faith. May they get stronger and stronger in the faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please give them their gifts very quickly. Receive this gift. It's a gift for you. God bless you. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. God bless you all. Beautiful. Let's receive our communion together. Father, let everyone that partakes of the communion today have a blessed life and receive a blessed life. May it turn into a blessing in their life, Lord. Let there be healing. Let there be deliverance. Let there be a displacement of every presence of evil and darkness by the body of Christ and by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the precious, precious body of Christ that was broken on the cross for us, Lord. Thank you for your mercies that has given us the opportunity to be partakers of it. The body of Christ. Eat it. I release your blessing upon your children. And I thank you that every fire that they have set over the fortresses of wickedness in their lives has burnt to ashes the enemy's stronghold. In the name of Jesus. The weapon in which the enemy trusted has turned against himself and has destroyed him. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for your power that is released and your blessing that is flowing. I release power and grace for your children ah, to stand up hey, 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 hey. and to recover and to and take part in, in sections yes. and departments yes. everything that has been attacked and that is lost in the, in the mighty name of Jesus yes, Lord. thank you for your mighty power, you for mighty power and your mighty blessing, your mighty blessing. the power to recover, to recover 
is with you right now. Receive it and be blessed with power to recover in the name of Jesus. Wow, beautiful. All too soon. We have to end our service. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.